Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Politically Correct, our weekly podcast that simplifies politics for the newest generation of voters. I'm Melissa Baker. And I'm Jack Thompson. We do the research and you hear the results. We've been gone on Christmas break and enjoying the holidays, but we are back with Season 2 and here to make politics interesting. Since a lot has happened, what is our first story? Hillary Clinton is killing it. Although nothing qualifies celebrities to give political endorsements, each one makes big news and carries significant influence. With celebrities, there's certain divisions, but no matter which division you look to, Hillary Clinton has support. What caught my attention is I've seen a lot of candidates, but on Twitter and other media outlets, I've consistently seen big names supporting one candidate, and that's Hillary Clinton. So I just divided it into three categories with a couple big names from each. And these are people who are supporting Hillary Clinton. So in the music industry, you have J-Lo, who was heard on an interview saying, quote, I'm very excited by the news. I think it's time for a woman when she heard about Hillary um, who was go- when she heard that Hillary was going to run for president. And then Beyonce, who tweeted her support for Clinton, saying, quote, say you'll be B-E-Y on hashtag Team Hillary 2016. So those were pretty big names. TV, you have Amy Poehler and Ellen, okay? And then sports, you have Magic Johnson and Abby Wambach. So, like, big names all over the board, and obviously I left many, many out. Um, What do you think, like, first, first glance when you hear these names and you know that they're affiliated with Hillary? I see, uh, out of these six names, five of them are women, so maybe... That's where some of the support comes for or comes from for Hillary. What do you think? Yeah, so I noticed that too when I was looking up the names. I mean, I had to make sure. I tried to find one guy to support her because what I was seeing was, like you said, like almost every celebrity that was talked about was a woman. Um, but, it, I mean, it made me think uh, as a young female voter when I see these big names of people who I admire, like Amy Poehler, um, and I see them and I'm like, well, if they support Hillary, maybe I should look into admiring more, like dig a little deeper. I mean, it's affecting me as a young voter, which led me to think Bernie Sanders has this huge young people want to mm. vote for him. Do you think the change with all these celebrities endorsing Clinton is going to affect that amount of young support Bernie has? I'm not sure. It's it's hard to tell because with the information at hand. But all as I know is like I'm trying to look up the real. Okay, so it's at Reddit, uh, Reddit.com. Yep. There's a huge supporter of Bernie Sanders, and oh, really? uh, they donated over four hundred thousand dollars to his campaign. Wow. Yeah, and I I wanted to ask, you know, how big of a role do you think it'll play in her campaign? Like to me, I feel like as a voter, when I see someone endorsing Clinton or whoever it is, I'm like, oh, maybe I should look you know, do my Mm -hmm. own research into that candidate. If you're listening and you know you have certain people that uh, you look up to, maybe celebrities, whoever it is, see who they like and check out if those, you know, values align with your own. So moving on, uh, we're going to talk about the story that recently came out in the past few days of recording this. Um, Cruz, one of the Republican candidates that's been gaining some momentum, 
um, has had some things come out about him. Yeah, so this is a huge scandal. Um, generally, I'm just going to open it. He basically hid $1 million from the voters, and I'm going to explain what this means. So back in 2012, Cruz barely won a hard-fought bid to become a Texas senator. And he tells the story of how he won as sort of a story filled with love, determination, and marital strength. He says that he looked to his wife and he said, Sweetheart, I'd like us to liquidate our entire net worth and put it all into this campaign. And according to him, she readily agreed. So basically, they wanted to sell all of their property, um, whatever they had, their savings account, erase it all, throw it all into his campaign. Okay, but at a closer review of his 2012 finances, you can see that he never actually liquidated his assets. He never sold his house, downgraded his car, withdrew all of his money from his savings account. It does show a $750,000 loan from Goldman Sachs. This is a low-interest loan, and it eventually became $1 million, and there was no description of what it was supposed to be used for. More importantly, his wife works for Goldman Sachs, the company that granted Cruz the loan. And interestingly enough, Ted Cruz never reported this income to the Federal Election Committee, where candidates are required to disclose the source of money they borrow to finance their campaigns. This would have been nothing, okay, um, there would have been nothing improper about Ted Cruz receiving bank loans from his campaign as long as they were reported. So, finally, according to an article in the New York Times, the most Cruz would have spent on his own campaign would have been $155,000. And the Cruz's wealth as a couple increased $400,000 in the year 2012 alone, despite the fact that they were supposedly liquidating their assets. The Cruises still have about 75000 left to repay that $1 million loan. So that's a lot of information. Uh, let it sink in, whatever. But how do you think this new financial information affects Cruz's trustworthiness as a candidate? Yeah. It sounds like he's being a politician. And <laughs> uh, with, with his whole story of uh, marital strength and li- liquidation of their assets... Right. Um, I think it's just to make uh, he he just that's just a story to make him and his wife seem more relatable as a candidate to people who might be voting for him. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, he was elected senator. And that's actually a pretty interesting story. I, I got to read a little bit about it in this research. But, you know, it was close race, da da da. And then he got this sort of one on one situation and a little bit of extra money helped him barely win. So it's sort of it's sort of a scandal because he did get this money. The problem mm-hmm. is that like the loan itself isn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the fact that he didn't report it and that it's from its his wife's Right, company. and his his wife works from Goldman Sachs. So there could be I mean, it just it really just comes down to whether this is legal or not or what the actual details of it are. Right. I I I don't know. I mean, to me it seems anything like this just makes me think one million dollars. Yeah, like that's so much money. It just seems it. It's definitely looked shady on the surface. Yeah. Um. Uh, has he come out and said anything about so, any of this? He didn't report it or that. Yeah. Yeah. So after it happened, it's really strange. Like, uh, he sort of just he definitely admitted to it and he said, "Yeah, this this did happen," but he just sort of like 
dismissed it as an oversight and like he kind of forgot to report it mm-hmm. and like that it isn't t- necessarily his job it's like the people that work for him right so it's not like i mean he is personally accountable because it's his name on the line but it's i guess not exactly directly related to him as much as it would be like his financial advisor mm-hmm. or whatever so i don't know it's weird because these single people have so many other people working with them so that they can be elected Right. So I, it's what we talked about earlier with Donald Trump, where he had that tweet and yeah. it wasn't him. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just on a bigger scale. So, like, after everything happened, after he just sort of dismissed it, uh, I don't know. I know it hasn't made like major news. I know a lot, a lot of people know, know about it, but do you think he should be held more accountable? Like, I didn't see this everywhere on the front page. Do you think it should be a bigger deal than it was or is? Um, no, and I think if if I think it's just has to go. If he didn't, I don't know what exactly happens when you don't re- uh, report something to the Federal Election Commission. Right. But I, it's really just between him and his wife and Goldman Sachs because that loan with no description of what it was supposed to be used for seems a little sketchy. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and I I think it's interesting, too, because he's a politician, this is public information, but, I mean, if he was just a lawyer like he was before and he, for some reason, needed a million dollars and he went and got it, it would not be a big deal at all, you know? Right. So part of it's just this weird situation where he is where he's in politics and everything's sort of got to be public Mm -hmm. and he has to record what he spent the money on, where he's using it, where it came from. So, yeah, I agree. I mean... It's only a big deal because he's such a high-profile candidate it's ba- right now. Yeah, it's bad campaigning. Yep. Moving on, we're going to talk about the uh, Trump versus Cruz quarrel that has been trending recently. And um, if you are on YouTube or if you might have gotten this link sent to you by, in an email by your grandma... <laughs> um, you might have seen the video of the two candidates listed as the number one top trending video on Friday. And the video is basically Trump and Cruz arguing about whether Cruz can serve as president since Cruz was not born in the United States. He was actually born in Canada uh, to by an American mother. Um, do you want to continue on? Yeah, so basically this just this debate gets nasty. Trump and Cruz go back and forth about whether or not this is going to be legal. Um, but what I really want you to hear is just about a minute of this debate, and here's the lead-in. Basically, this is a segment of the nasty debate when Cruz is explaining why a certain lawyer's belief that Cruz won't be president, why a certain lawyer's beliefs that Cruz won't be able to be president are wrong. Here it is. Proceeding and succeeding on this are zero. Now, Mr. Trump is very focused on Larry Tribe. Let me tell you who Larry Tribe is. He's a left-wing judicial activist, Harvard Law professor, who was Al Gore's lawyer in Bush versus Gore. He's a major Hillary Clinton supporter, and there's a reason why Hillary's supporters are echoing Donald's attacks on me. He is not Hillary the only one. Wants he to is face not Donald the Trump one. in the there general are many election. lawyers. And I'll tell you what, Donald, you you very kindly just a moment ago offered me the VP slot. I'll tell you what. 
If this all works out, I'm happy to consider naming you as VP. And so if you happen to be right, you could get the top job at no. the end of the day. No, I, I think if it doesn't... But I think I'll go back to building buildings if it doesn't work out. Actually, I have a feeling, I have a feeling it's going to work out, actually. Okay, so we're not here to discuss about whether or not Cruz can be president. That is actually going to be our deep dive today. But what I want to talk about is just these attacks that these two men are making on each other during the debate. Uh, they went back and forth. They said a lot of stuff. Uh, Cruz poked fun at him saying, yeah, if you're right and mm-hmm. you be, and I become president and I'm not allowed to be, then you as VP could then become president. And they're just sort of low blows. Yeah. What, what do you think about it? And in, in, in the beginning of this debate, uh, or when the, the question was first asked, th- addressing whether Cruz was qualified to be president, um, he says something along the lines of, I'm glad we're addressing the important right, problems right. In, in, a sar- in a sarcastic tone. And it, and it's true. Like, why does it really matter? It, uh, does it, he was born in Canada. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this stuff later, but it's, it's definitely, it's weird to see because they're in this Trump and Cruz are part of the same party. So, yeah. and then and Trump sees it as, he needs to go. He he advocates uh, Cruz to go get lawyers to declare his citizenship and get all of his paperwork done and all and do all the official yeah. things in order to protect the party because, I, yeah, it's just a whole big. It's a big debate. Yeah. I don't know. And I, my whole thing with this, just this little segment that we played, is they just both are two men with very big egos, mm-hmm. and they're just sort of going after each other. And I don't know, I think in partially right away when Donald Trump sort of emerged as the front runner for this, you know, as an underdog and that then he was the front runner, the other candidates saw this non-politically correct, just yelling sort of thing and it was popular. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Cruz's sort of attacks on him are sort of because of the success of Donald Trump's anger or whatever. Yeah, and Cruz seemed pretty witty and slightly sarcastic and and right. quick with his responses like offering Trump the VP spot so when he's becomes pres- when Cruz becomes president, Trump is uh it becomes president because he was not qualified. I don't know because like you heard him say, you heard uh Cruz say that uh the voters that Hillary Clinton supporters want Donald Trump to win mm-hmm. the uh, bid because then it's going to be Trump versus Clinton. And that's, and that's exactly what Hillary wants. Exactly, because there's definitely people. I met someone just the other day that genuinely was going to vote for Donald Trump, and I, he's not the only person out there. I think there are lots of people who actually want to vote for Donald Trump, and that's obviously whatever they want to do is whatever they want to do, but I think Cruz has got a point with uh you know, the Democrats trying to make Trump look good so they can destroy him because I think he's also an easy person to make look bad. It'll be interesting to watch the debates in the future and see if the, you know, angry, aggressive jabs continue or if they Mm -hmm. decide to go for a more positive spin. But we will see. Right. And this kind of, um, that story takes us directly into our deep dive because our deep dive will be over the topic of uh, citizenship and what it means to be a citizen or a natural born citizen and all that sort of thing because uh, 
Um, like we talked about earlier, Cruz was actually born in Canada, but his mother was American. And so that brings up the topic, uh, as you might know, in order to one of the qualifications to become president is you have to be a natural born citizen. And that 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 was directly from uh, the United States Constitution. Yeah, exactly. So it's Section one, Article two of the U.S. Constitution, and that talks directly about presidential qualifications. So basically, uh, the article states that you have to have been a 14 year resident within the U.S. Um, you have to be at least 35 years old. And then there is a piece that talks about having the status of a natural born citizen of the United States. Um, this is really interesting because you never have an issue with the, the first two. Mm -hmm. 35, everyone can figure out if you're that old. 14 mm -hmm. years in the U.S., usually that's true. Well, it's always true. Yeah. <laughs> and But the natural born thing is sort of a vague term that they use. Right, because those first two things are time, they're time right and like actual physical like fact and natural born citizen is like kind of like a loose vague term that isn't really defined right and it's all about it really in in law is just about the interpretation of law and that's mm -hmm. that's why that profession exists because of things like this where you have to argue what it is one side versus another and you know essentially you'll eventually get the get the answer to your question. But we can give you the facts, and it's not just Cruz, but sort of Trump, that are being questioned about whether or not either could be a presidential candidate. And I think it's more Cruz than Trump, but tr Trump does have yeah, a little bit of suspicion. And it's ironic because Trump, like we said, he's kind of point, he's doing the finger pointing, but himself, his, his uh, mom was actually born in Scotland and... Uh, which is not a part of the United States. And um, and so it's it also brings up the, he was born in America, making him an American citizen, but does that make him a natural born citizen? Right, and there was another sort of article that I found, and that was just one article, but it was a debate about whether what he claims to be his birth certificate is actually his or actually, you know, wh whatever it was, there was some sort of mystery surrounding his birth certificate which reminds me of President Obama. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just the fact that these people see that Trump or Cruz or Obama, whoever it is, is maybe going to be president, and then they search for any possible way to keep them out of the office. Right. Because I feel like this sort of speculation has been around for, like, in my lifetime, almost every presidential race. Yeah, and... Uh Trump even said he he had his team of lawyers go over um, to investigate like Cruz's uh, birth, and they I think it checked out because obviously he's still running for president, so it's a big deal, and it's you can clearly see Trump is starting to lose traction, so he's going for these low blows, yeah, like, like these. But um, so so natural born citizen, what does that mean to us? Um, so it's interesting to see because, uh, John McCain was actually born in Panama, but he was eligible to run as president because it was technically on a military base. Right. So that kind of gets, gets you looking at it from a different perspective. And, uh, Obama's father was Kenyan and, uh, there was a debate about his birth certificate, but it turns out that Obama was actually born 
in Honolulu, Hawaii, just two years after it became an official U.S. state. Right, and there was another debate. Uh, I forget who it was. Um, it might have been Mitt Romney's dad, but it could have been someone else who was born in Arizona before it was a state. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was Mitt Romney's dad. It was someone who lost the presidential election. But it's it's interesting because Cruz, his situation, he was born in Calgary, Canada in 1970, and his family was living there because his father was working for the oil industry at the time. Mm-hmm. And his dad had a green card. Um, so, like, it really does come down to what you think it means to be natural born. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I, I did. I looked it up, and because I'm n- far from a lawyer, but what I saw was that according to most legal experts, being naturally born means someone is a citizen from birth and doesn't have to go through a naturalization process to become a citizen. So if your mom is an American citizen and you are born not in America, you are automatically still an American citizen. So Interesting. So Cruz it would be qualified to be to run for president like he is. Right. But the, the question that lots of people are saying is that because he wasn't born on American soil. Mm-hmm. And and there are and and that's what they were talking about in the debate in the segment we played earlier was uh, Trump was citing a very liberal lawyer about how he thought that may and he went to Harvard you know and they was talking about well maybe um, let's see what was I gonna say maybe the fact that he wasn't born on American soil is why he can't run for president. But then Cruz is countering that and saying, you're just saying that so you get nominated and then lose to Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's lots of ways to to make this look. What do, you, what do you think the definition is? Or did you have your own opinion or see something? Yeah, I think, I mean, like you said, I'm not a lawyer, but um, I too looked up the definition. And like you said, it's one person um has to be an american citizen so if that's what the popular belief is and i think that makes the most sense obviously uh one of your parents has to be an american for you to be an american or you're mm-hmm. half american <laughs> so it just really depends on how you look at it and it would be nice to see if we could get some sort of definition show cuz like you said it right. seems like every single candidate kind of runs yeah. into this issue even past candidates um and i and i looked that up and and basically what i saw was basically something along the lines of well if we use this natural born thing like only um natural born american citizens could get cheese on their hamburger a lot more people would have an issue with this and the law would be changed mm -hmm. but because it only comes up once every four years if that it's not and it's such an old law that that people just Amending the Constitution is such a big hassle (laughs) that it doesn't happen very often. And why do you think they put it, why do you think our founding fathers put it into the Constitution? Do you think it serves a purpose that protects us? Uh, I think in the past it may have served more purpose than it does now Mm -hmm. because obviously you're trying to rid yourself of the foreign influence that you Mm -hmm. had. You want to be the sort of like startup country. But now, I think America is such a melting pot in certain areas that it's really hard 
some of the people, some of the smartest people I know are the most cultured mm-hmm. and might not even be from America, but would serve as great presidents. So it's interesting. I, I get the point of it because obviously we want to be all pro-America, home, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think it should stay because it makes me a prouder American to know a president's an American. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there's some validity to maybe changing it so this cruise thing isn't such a dispute. What do you think? I mean, would you be okay with someone maybe yeah. completely born in a different country, comes to America, say, like, age five, and gets naturalized? Would maybe you want that person to be present? The qualifications that are 35 years old and have lived in the United States for 14 years, I think those are in place so that the candidate or president has America's citizens in their best interest. Um, so if maybe if we were to get rid of the natural born citizen part and maybe change that to, or keep the 35 years old and beef up, you have to live in America for 20 years or something right. like that. So uh, more people are qualified and we get some of these, because like you said, America is a melting pot and a lot of Americans today don't have very many uh, generations here. Right. Like their grandparents came over or their great grandparents came over. Comes down to personal feelings, I think, about the United States. And I I was I really do you think you would be okay with someone who what went through a naturalization process and became an American? And I think a lot of that, like scare like how we were scared of that comes from communism mm-hmm. you know and yeah there, there, people were freaked out about that and we sort of that was before our time but you know i think would you be okay with the foreign influence thing someone who becomes naturalized after being born in a different country yeah and because who's to say like cruz like he lived most of his life in america so yeah he just, moved to texas when he was four yeah so what he's had the whole American childhood, American experience. So who's to say he can't become president? I think that the, the Texas senator, like I don't yeah. think it gets more American than and that. And what come? This might be a bad example, but what comes to mind when when we're talking about this is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, like he could obviously he was born in Austria, I think, or I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. I should probably shouldn't be talking about him because I don't really know much. But he's not obviously not qualified to become president, right? So, but he's the governor of California. Who's to say, why can't he become president? Right, and people were talking about that for a while, about how they wanted him to become president, and but he couldn't be. Right. And exactly. I mean, I, we have, may, I don't know enough about him, but I don't know if he'd be our best president, but it's true. Like, mm-hmm. there are people, academics and who, who have you, whatever, but they are so intelligent and mm-hmm. cultured because they've traveled mm-hmm. and maybe they weren't born here but who's to say that doesn't help us with our foreign relations and everything yeah. so i don't know i think there's a lot to say about whether or not we should amend the constitution or at least clarify because mm-hmm. this issue seems to be Common. becoming a bigger and bigger problem every election season mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely so now that we've come to a sort of conclusion on our deep dive um thanks for joining us today for this week's episode of politically correct uh listen next week for our weekly news highlights and our deep dive in the most pressing political issues for our generation 
Keep up with us throughout the week by following our Twitter account, Polyseed Podcast. That's P-O-L-I-C Podcast on Twitter. Do you have any suggestions for a future deep dive or a news story on our show? Let us know and email us at politicallycorrectpodcast at gmail.com. I had a blast recording this episode. So did I. This has been Melissa Baker. And Jack Thompson. We'll talk next week. (laughs) 